What's up, guys? This week we've got Lisa Quinlan from the Rolling Donut. Um, if you guys are familiar with Dublin, you've probably been on O'Connell Street. You've probably seen the original uh, donut shop there towards the bottom of the street. It's very famous in Ireland. Uh, Lisa's family was the one who started that, and she's really taken it uh, to the next level. She's actually calling in live from Mykonos, so this is our first one from Greece. Um, really interesting story, uh, really interesting how uh, Lisa has taken the business uh, to the next level, but also uh, kind of started to thrive a little bit through this uh, th through the pandemic um, and also we go through plans of you know even building the business uh, to something bigger afterwards if you like this and you want to support the podcast uh, you can get a free audiobook on us through the audible link below as usual um, but if you just want to have a, a listen to somebody who loves donuts loves what she does um, this one is for you guys i'll kick it over to the guys in studio Welcome to The Shark Pod, the podcast that explores business and lifestyle design in Ireland and beyond. And now, live from Greystone Studios, here are your hosts, Luke Curry and Mark Baker. What is up, Shark Nation? Uh, welcome to another episode of The Shark Pod. Uh, today, we've got a very special guest live. This is actually the first guest that we've had live from uh, Mykonos, Greece, Lisa Quinlan. How are you getting on? Hi guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Good yeah. to have you. Yeah, Mark Baker's out there in uh, in kind of dreary greystones today. It's kind of windy, kind of you know. There's not, you know, I'd say yeah, yeah Mick and us have been a little bit nicer. I would imagine. You know, it's it's not worth commenting on. Basically, yeah. one of those days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. No. Um, so, uh, Lisa, uh, you're the business owner of the Rolling Donut, um, as well as the Wildflower Cafe um so we're gonna have a quick chat oh quick chat well a chat about that today uh, so thanks very much for joining us um so right now for to give context we we're actually talking about this just before we kicked off today we were talking about the context of these times for this these types of businesses that are like kind of public facing when i say public facing with a you know you can just walk into these these businesses you, you have to interact with people and because of the covid stuff it makes it a little bit more difficult uh, but also you know restrictions based on you know uh, the whims of people who you know are uh, guaranteed their income is uh, is is kind of impacting these guys right so um with the uncertainty and everything like that how how's business <laughs> Um, surprisingly good. We've just managed to kind of adapt and survive over the last eight months. Um, it was really difficult when things all like completely shut down because, you know, everything I've worked for for the last 10 years just disappeared overnight. So that was pretty tricky. But then we just shifted everything to online, which was amazing. So we were like, we went from getting maybe like 30 orders 40 orders a week to like over 100 every day so i wow. found myself back as van driver like van driver then baker like, they, like just everyone has to just jump on in again and try and survive and um, so that's what thankfully kept us going and then the shops were able to reopen we just got lovely little hatches made at the door so people could still come up and yeah so it was it's really interesting looking back that the, you know, we survived. <laughs> do you know what I think? It's the the story of the the pandemic is the the agility of the entrepreneurs in society that they have to make it do something. Everyone that we've talked to has had to change their the way of doing things. Um, so it's, it's really really interesting. And and sometimes uh, obviously it's been very hard, but sometimes there's opportunities that 
people hadn't seen. I know we talked to Connor Sheridan, and he said that he's looking into, you know, those um, uh, cloud kitchens. I think that's what he called them. You know, like uh, where there's no actual yeah. storefront. He's just doing deliveries in different areas in Dublin. Um, so he would have never thought about that. So there's kind of ups and downs there. But when when this when this happened, just out of interest, uh, when this started, I guess I remember for me, this really kind of kicked in in like March when I started to get a little bit scared about, you know, I think I said this on the podcast before, but uh, my wife had ordered, uh, you know, some furniture that the day that all of the <laughs> all of the schools were closing down and you know, Leo Radcar came on and he was like, we're going to get through this. And I was like, OK, cancel everything. I might not have a job on when on, you know, the next day. Yeah. Um, but for you, did you kind of see this coming before the, the kind of lockdown? Did, they, did anyone give you a heads up or any kind of? No, absolutely not. Like yeah. it was honestly just bananas. Like, um, I, I was just going to shut everything down. It was actually my general manager. He's amazing. He's kind of my sounding board for everything. We just, you know, I was freaked out because I had like uh, cousins working in ner- like nursing homes and kind of hospitals telling me one side of it. So I was like just freaked out, like, yeah. you know, but then Kia and myself kind of playing, de- playing devil's advocate. And we we're just like, look, we just have to try and stay open we should try and do anything we can and actually it was the best thing we ever did because like that our online thing took off and now that's busier than ever because people know that that exists whereas they didn't really before absolutely so i was never so grateful to have spent time building a website like yeah it took years to kind of perfect but at that moment i was like okay all those years i you know tried to become a techie and learn how to create a nice wordpress woocommerce kind of um e-commerce website i just i was very grateful That's for doing that otherwise we would have had to completely shut everything and start from scratch there, wow. there goes my pay like you <laughs> yeah. know no salary and anything like so and at the at the kind of at the time like how many how what was the kind of size of the organization how many um uh, locations were you at my i used to live in uh kind of just near the keys there so uh, bachelor's walk okay. one was my kind of local one so i used to kind of Sly in there, you know, at, lo- or yeah. at lunch or whatever. So, um, uh, so where's the, uh, where was the business so, at kind of pre-COVID? So we had seven shops and wow. we were due to open our eighth, which I told you had earlier had, we had a lovely uh, newly fitted kiosk in Whitewater Shopping Centre Nace in, it was due to open Paddy's Day. And then I couldn't see it till June. So that was really hard. So that would have been our eighth. But unfortunately, uh, during lockdown we made the decision to pull out of Arnott's um, which was a very good decision based on what's happened now town is just gone like it's crazy. our city centre is just tumbleweeds like that shop that you just mentioned there Bachelors Walk that would have been our busiest store yeah which is now bottom of the list which is unbelievable to me like I never would have thought there was queues you know, in there all the time when I was that. there do you know like yeah, that's what, that's what I remember this, like, yeah so many like just all the tourists and there's such a mixed kind of vibe of people around that area and now there's just minimal yeah. kind of in town because i've only been in uh, town a couple of times since um since march really well, not, well really? probably three three or four times and the the most recent one was the most surreal um i've been in uh to you know uh my wife's having babies we were in like the kind of hollow street area a couple of times but that was kind of that's never really buzzing anyway to that kind of way so it was yeah, kind of yeah. not really a good uh, kind of um microcosm but then i went to um at, there's a new restaurant i think it just opened just around this time as well um the crew restaurant out near it's in dublin one as well um it's on cable street 
um, it's like a Cajun restaurant. Yeah, a friend yeah. of mine owns it. Luke. Yeah, <laughs> I thought. It, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if he yeah. owned it, but okay, cool. That's great. Maybe yeah. Connor Macron. Yeah. Maybe uh, can we get Connor on here because his uh, his mac and cheese is I delicious. Know Connor actually as well. You know, Connor, I've asked Connor on, so Connor here, we're calling you out. Yeah. You gotta come on. Yeah. He's too yeah. nervous. Get him Izzy, on. Uh, come on, Connor. Get us together. Get it get it together. Okay. Um so it was delicious. But the the I remember I was out there with my wife and um it was when I say ghost town, it was eerily quiet. It was like uh some sort of zombie apocalypse where there's no you you wake up and no one is there except for like, you know, people that you probably wouldn't have seen generally so it just looks like everyone is kind of you know maybe down on their luck and stuff they're the only people there anymore you know um so it is it's just a, a bizarre world that we're living in hopefully uh things will turn around at some stage i think that they they will uh just the, the interesting thing is though that we have noticed so city center is way down but uh what's picked up the slack now is all our shopping centers so all it's all gone to the the suburbs so the centers are way up this year in sales and then town is down so it's actually somewhat leveled off oh my so God. we're not actually all that much down if you know what I mean. So it's great unreal so you've got the That's online okay. stuff going you've got the the kind of uh the ones that weren't the the main ones are now the ones that people are going to because no one wants to go exactly. get on the dart to go into town you know all that type of stuff yeah. maybe they're just going to like um, you have is the one in Kil- uh, kildare village still there Kildare Village has been our saviour this yeah. year. Um, people just, I think it's just the kind of outdoorsy feel to the place. They just, it's, they feel a lot safer, it seems. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's been great. And it's it's hard to believe, like, that's just a little mobile. We don't even have running water and it's yeah. great, <laughs> well, like, great little unit. So. Well, the, the good thing about donuts, it's like people are kind of used to buying them at kind of kiosks. You don't necessarily have to go in and sit down. So that's did the original bring us back to the very start, actually, Lisa. Um, yeah. If, if you the, can. The little donut kiosk where you're going to mention yeah. there. I think everybody knows that it's like a Dublin landmark at this stage. Um, yeah, so my dad, I basically saw an idea of like he just was over in the Camden market, I think, years ago, like 40 years ago in London. And he saw a guy just making donuts and he was like, I can do this. And it was kind of recession times. He was kind of dabbling in a bit of property and just he just said, I'm going to try it and came back and found that little place. And it's it really is such a unique um, kiosk. Like there's nowhere we try to find something else like it in in Ireland. And it's just it just can't be replicated like uh, just wherever, whatever about that street and where it is, it's, you know, it's the country's kind of main street and I, everybody knows it. So. I wonder how many people are listening to this or how many people in Dublin know that place. I'd say there's a million people in Dublin. I'd say more than half a million people know exactly what we would be talking about. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's it's so, it's like, like the, the iconic one uh, and like you can smell the donuts being cooked around there, yeah. uh, that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, ah, yeah. When you say that, because when I was in Australia, this is kind of where, you know, my whole kind of creativity for coming home and doing something with the family business started. And um, I was just sharing a house with a load of different Irish, and overnight, somebody in, in Dublin had set up a Facebook page saying uh, the tiny little donor place in O'Connell Street. And it like, it just blew up within like a week. Thousands and thousands of people had liked this, and some randomly just set it up. So um, when I got back from traveling, that's when I was like, right, I really want to kind of jump in and 
try and do something with this. I had all these ideas from Australia with the kind of brunch trends and just following down trends for years. And um, I had actually contacted the person and asked them, could I take the page? Because I wanted to tell my dad, like, look, you really have to give this kiosk a name because people can't contact us. They have no idea how to get in touch if they want them at their wedding or which a lot of people do nowadays. They get down at walls and things like that. So he reluctantly uh, let me use the name that he used to do concerts and festivals around the country. He used to call it the Rolling Downs because he did it in mobiles. (laughs) But he was really reluctant because it kind of reminded him of kind of hard times of like, you know, just grafting and trying to make food on the table. So I was like, no, 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 like we have to do this. This is, you know, this is your history. And then that's where the whole thing got off. I just branded the kiosk and then kind of had a couple of projects going at the same time. Wildflare opportunity came up and then opened Rolling Down at the first one. That didn't work. Um, I wasn't there to manage it. Where is the first one? What's that? Where was the first one? The first one was on Angel Street. Um, oh, really? So I just, it was a really cheap rent at the time was all we could kind of afford. And um, there was a student market right across the road. So I kind of tried to do deli and donuts. Um, I kind of, I think my whole learning from that experience is like, if you're going to do one thing, do it right and focus on it. Like, because sometimes when you do too many things, it's just, nothing works, you know? Okay. So um, after that kind of, didn't really work that's my set right I have to put my full energy into doing you know the broad range of donuts the yeast donuts the kind of American style donuts as people would know them and yeah that's when it all kind of kicked off so cool that was and for, for your for your career uh Lisa when you were in school or finishing up in school I don't I'm not sure if you went to, to college or anything but what was I, I, what were you sorry, thinking Mark, of she's an IADT alum like myself so I'll have you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. There's been a few of us. Sorry, I didn't know. We, we kind of pop up now and then. Like, you know, anyway, sorry, go on, Mark. Yeah, I was an IED, IEDT. What were you thinking? You know, what route were you looking to take? Did you have different ideas? Because you grew up in an entrepreneurial family. Was that always on the cards for you? Yeah, I think it was. Like, I even just, I'm moving house and I've been trying to pack everything up and I found like a little project that I did and I kind of drew a picture of my dad's little mobile and like, rolling down and I think I just always knew I'd do something but it was um you know it's hard to kind of find your own kind of just like to pinpoint it like I knew it was going to be donuts but I didn't know kind of to the level I suppose that I couldn't have really imagined that it would uh would you know I've had this many shops or whatever and hopefully many more it's just yeah my dad I suppose he, he kind of and my sister that was kind of I just had that work ethic so I didn't mind getting out there and grafting and I think once you kind of once you're out there kind of doors pop open and opportunities come up and that's exactly what happened very good was there was there any company that you kind of wanted to replicate in a different country did you look much at the US market or UK markets or anything big time yeah there was a company called um, Donut Vault in Chicago and I just like I was obsessed with them It's they had this kind of like it literally is a vault it's so cool and um people queue up around the corner you can't really go in so kind of reminded me of my dad's little kiosk but then they were doing the big yeast style donuts and was following them for years and other places then kind of popped up after i left australia like really cool kind of brands you know um so yeah and did you actively travel looking for those or did you were you just you know traveling yourself and then you know you see different things as you're as you're going along 
Absolutely. With Australia, I definitely think uh, the brunch thing is where I kind of, I, I feel like I brought that theme to the cafe and, um, you know, just French toast, eggs, Benny, when it was maybe not that popular, only becoming a thing in kind of Ireland. Um, but I suppose for Rolling Donut, yeah, like the, I suppose Australia had an amazing crowd. So I was starting out Australia and um, the UK has some really good donut shops as well. So yeah, I would have went on many trips to the UK and come back with boxes of donuts. <laughs> nice. I think literally <laughs> like carrying them on the train. I think it's my creating across town. Yeah, all of them. Right. It might be kind of a overlooked thing when people are doing um like idea generation or something like that. Like when I was in I was when I was traveling as well, I'd see things and I'd be like, wow, this could really work in Ireland. Or, you know, there's yeah. so much out there that you kinda try to apply um like when i was in vancouver you know the eggs benny thing is big there that there that's the kind of brunch vibe you know um and i'm like someone should do this in ireland then i came back and it was everywhere uh anyway so i missed the bottom <laughs> but uh I, I think it's kind of an under, underrated thing how long were you in australia for um i was traveling for nearly two years so wow. i you know i did all my time fruit picking i think i did more time i think it did like six months of fruit picking like who does that like <laughs> It's just the money was so good Class. and I didn't even use the second year for that and then I lived in Australia um, New Zealand and did Fiji and everywhere you know wow. the usual circus that we all did and we kind of didn't know what we were going to do between kind of college and school and all that stuff yeah. I was the same when I I was went away for about two years as well in kind of different places and uh like I think when you do that as well you're kind of energized to do something when you come home you're kind of like okay that's that's something i can just put in a box for now uh, i know that you're in mykonos but i mean you know traveling long term you know uh, you can kind of put that aside but uh i think it's i think everybody should uh, give it a go i know uh mark has never hit the road but maybe take no. the, take the kids put the kids <laughs> and uh, the wife in the uh you know in the in the jeep there and uh, hit the road yeah i think i'll be doing it in my uh my 40s when i'm uh or 50s uh when i'm when i'm opening whatever business it is then that i that i get an idea for <laughs> yeah. but um just to go back to the the actual type of donuts and you mentioned a few different type of donuts i'm always interested what are the main kind of type i don't think people know they know yeah. what they like but they actually <laughs> don't know what it's called so my dad's ones are kind of they're cake donuts so they're just kind of cooked really quickly cooked in two minutes and that's why you can eat them warm and Everybody loves them. Everybody prefers his. <laughs> but uh, when I had the shop in Angel Street, I had all the kids from like the flats coming in and going, where's your Boston cream? Where's your jam? And like, so I just said, right, we have, I have to broaden the range and we couldn't do it in the kiosk. It just would never happen. So that's when I got a big bakery um, in near Park West in Dublin. And that's, yeah, you, these, the yeast down, it's kind of the new, modern rolling donuts shall we call it um they have to be made you know they have to be proved and they take a much much longer process like our bakers it's 24 hour bakery now oh really and so is that kind of like more work. do you have a, like a baker partner to to help you do this or is this some part no, of the no, operation we do everything in house um, oh, wow. i had a really small bakery when I, I found basically the shop in bachelor's walk and I'll never forget it. I found the shop, but I didn't even have a bakery. It was ridiculous. It's probably the, I probably couldn't have done anything. Like it's like how not to set up a business. I did it. Like it's just um, I got that opportunity at that shop, and I'd have my eye on it for years. Like that location, I knew would be a great little spot for a donut shop. So I found a bakery, but it was up the stairs. It was an absolute nightmare. And um, 
so within two months of moving into that bakery upstairs I had to move everything back out and like baking equipment is really heavy so it was not a fun experience to get Can imagine. like a, literally a ton weight BDM machine down the stairs and it was just crazy but I found the most perfect bakery and we've been there the last four years and we've just grown into it like it's great it's it's really really big and really high spec so it's great it's great that that you have your own your own bakery there because I remember um, we were I think I mentioned beforehand we were talking to Dominique Kempf uh, before of, of the Itza brand and uh, she had a great story about um, some Puerto Rican guy in New York remember Mark that there was like yeah. just, just some sort of some sort of gangster there or something that and he had oh. kind of like uh, she had to buy all of her uh, all of her bagels directly from from him and then it was all the anyway, but it was all this kind of kind of drama around it but then afterwards when she got onto her her own kind of baking as well it uh it really helped then we had another we've had a lot of a lot of baking based uh businesses mark what do you think we had garrett flower on as well from crust um yeah oh, very good yeah i know um, garrett well yeah he yeah. actually moved into angel street uh, when i was there oh, we got to know each other that, that way oh yeah and um yeah he's doing some good good stuff these days yeah we had him on a couple of, or yeah a couple of weeks ago now but it'll be coming out next this wednesday which is strange we've got to figure that out mark we've got a bit of a backlog um <laughs> but uh yeah no shout out to garrett it was a great one as well um okay cool so when when you're me and mark and i was trying to think about this when we're talking to entrepreneurs and we're trying to say okay you've got one you've got well now you've got two locations you've got the one that's working uh so the Angel street ones it goes and then you get the one in bachelor's walk is that right yeah uh, yes that's right yeah and when do you say okay let's let's bring this to Liffey Valley. Let's bring this to, you know, is, there, is, that, sure is that a mathematical thing or is it just opportunities that you you see come up? You know? Well, I suppose I had another little thing that was kind of a fuel to my fire. Um, I like, I'm sure it's no secret that everybody was, it was kind of a bit of a donut boom, like four or five years ago. And it was literally just a race to get them. So as soon as I, the second location was kind of our flagship store at uh, the top of Grafton Street beside the side Stephen's green and I was going for that and everybody was like you're mad like it's just too too risky too big it's three floors it's like over 100k rent a year the rate my god but I just again I, I knew that there was enough football there to for it to be successful and thankfully it paid off like it's one of our busiest stories now so it's great and wow. um, and so after that I was like right now it's time to target the centers um so yeah, then it was Liffey Valley Swords Whitewater, and you're always competing with you know the other companies out there to try and get in. And sometimes it might just be the decision maker in those centres uh, prefers one type of donut. <laughs> it comes to down to that. Yeah. It literally comes down to that. Like, <laughs> well, so, and, yeah. And do you? So is it the the competitors? Is there any kind of big like uh, UK companies or anything that are running it, or is it quite similar businesses to you, kind of small business? Um... Yeah, local yeah, people as well. Yeah, because so. Offbeat would be kind of our main, like Irish competitor. Mm. Um, you know, they're doing a really good job, and I always think competition is so important. You know, it gives people something to talk about, like you know, Pepsi, Coke, which you prefer, yeah. or different types of coffee, or you know, it's it it kind of creates a bit of a buzz. Um, and obviously, it was a huge thing when Krispy Kreme came to Ireland and the queues and. Like we have never been so busy off the back of their PR. It was insane. Like we really? couldn't understand why we were so busy, and it was because they had opened. We were getting a kickback off us, so it was great. 
that's people are getting in the mood for donuts and they're, they yeah, don't want exactly. to queue or they don't want to go all the way to Blanche's down. <laughs> and and I, I don't want to be a, a hater here, but uh, Krispy Kremes are not my are not my favorite. You know, just uh, no, they wouldn't want either. They just dissolve in your mouth. There's some sugar in them, like so. It wouldn't be yeah. my cup of tea either. So uh, actually, I was born in Canada, lived there for nine years altogether. So. There's a lot of those types of Krispy Kremes, but the big one over there is Tim Hortons, which is like most people don't like that because it's again a lot of the sugary stuff. But because I grew up on that, I'm like, when I get off the plane in Canada, I can't. <laughs> I'm gonna make, make a beeline for this. And uh, Mark's a big fan of Timbits as well, which is he'll yeah. buy a box of uh, eighteen of them. They're like the little box. Actually, they're they're kind of like the the ones that your dad does. It they're kind of like little uh, small little donut like things are. Uh, yeah, the little ones, like the middle bits, almost. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. So, you mentioned that the it, it's kind of gone all all online now, or not all online, but um, online is really coming up. Who who's the customers there? Is it people that are just trying to uh, send gifts, or are people ordering them for their their house just to have them in, like uh, you know, for their cup of tea? Or what do you think the the profile of the people who are buying online are? Um, so a huge part of it during lockdown was um, we do like branded donuts. So it would say like happy birthday, thank you. It's a boy, it's a girl. Like, I mean, anything you want on the donuts you can get. So that just blew up. Like people wanted to give a little treat to their you know, their family they couldn't see or say happy birthday. Um, and then I suppose a huge thing is office people working from home. I could not believe the amount of companies that were like, okay, you know, 100 staff working from home can we send a box of six to each of them wow. so that's why we were so flat out doing deliveries like um, and then like even woody's yesterday put an order in like to every one of their stores all over ireland for all their staff so that like they're amazing ones to get and yeah. i have a full-time girl in a marketing role and she kind of um she would target you know corporate clients because it, that's a huge opportunity there for us as well the b2b uh, the b2b donut business it would never that's when I, we were talking about this i never thought that we'd be kind of going down that route but that makes complete sense because yeah. you know how do you this is the thing everyone's stuck at home well not maybe not in the woody's uh scenario but like you know office workers like you mentioned like me i was saying to mark i think in our last podcast that um like i because i'm working um i'm working from home completely since march and uh you know my team is international so i'm not seeing anybody there so I'm spending most of my time in the my home office, like ten hours a day, you know. And there's no, there's no way for um, my employer really to, you know, there's not much perks or anything in that in that case. Like, um, if they sent me a box of donuts, I think they might, you know, win me over. I don't, I don't want to put anyone on notice here, but uh, I'll, I might send this clip to to the to the guys. So I really see. Well, HubSpot, HubSpot are our client, aren't they, Lisa? Yeah, they are because my stuff and Mark were chatting earlier. HubSpot, I've been up there many a times. Really? Off yeah. So I know it's all changed now, but yeah. you'll have to put in a good work, Luke. And Maybe you're not working hard enough, Luke. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm, I'm I can cut out of the loop here. Um, no, but like, <laughs> so HubSpot are generally like incredible to to staff. So yeah. we're very lucky in that way. Um, yeah. and like they you know they're helping out with if you need like office equipment or at home or anything that you need that they're they're really there to help um but i just need to instead of like a, an extra screen i'm gonna ask for more donuts we'll see what happens um so 
So what's the what's the future of the business here? What's the are you, are you taking some time to think about what's the the next big step? Yeah, um, like I suppose my dream was always to be able to do exactly what I'm doing now and just take off and come away whenever I wanted. That was always my dream to have maybe six months in Ireland for the warm months and then six months away. So it's kind of just happened by accident now with COVID. But um, I would I was obviously in the process of kind of trying to get over to the UK. Um, I was talking to some people over there about getting kiosks open over there, but that's all come to a head now. And um, I'm going to be, I am actively looking for more wildflower cafe locations. Okay. Um, kind of all around Dublin. So it's, it's doing really well down there. We put a beautiful, like, um, kind of terrace with a you know flare wall one of these beautiful instagramable friendly kind of walls and nice. it's just a really nice place to go and relax and have fun so i said I'd, I'd love to get more of them in dublin so that's kind of the plan tell, tell us a bit more about the the theme of of the cafe where, where, where did the inspiration come from that was in in australia was it or yeah it was like i remember again clearing out my my home to kind of move out and um, I found like loads of brunch menus and that I'd taken home from Australia just to kind of inspire me and give me ideas so definitely like even I, I did a maple bacon donut and everybody's like like people loved it or hated it but that was totally from pancakes with uh, maple syrup and bacon from Australia that I used to be obsessed with when I ate meat I don't anymore but uh yeah just that that's kind of an opportunity came up in, in Rathout Garden Centre through um, kind of a friend of the family and they were just looking for somebody to do like a small little kind of cafe. But when we saw the space, we said, wow, like we should really, you know, make something bigger of this. So we put a fully fitted kitchen um, all done on credit cards, like didn't have a penny to put into it. But I think that's kind of why industry that I kind of let go because we put so much into this it just could not work it would have completely made my dad bankrupt like so I had to I just had to make that work um so yeah I've, I've rebranded since and I've, I've renovated the whole place uh since we opened seven years ago and it's just I'm much happier with the kind of brand and with mate from good as gold she's an amazing graphic designer and she just kind of it's a lovely pattern kind of wildfire you know it really suits the where it is um, so and what yeah, are the key what are the key things that go into like um the low is like having a good a cafe worth you know putting that amount of money into is it location you know f- you're looking at footfall price obviously rent and stuff like that what are the kind of key things that when you're looking for next ones that you'd be looking at yeah for a, successful all of those cafe? Things, a huge thing as well as parking um we are very lucky because see the garden center is different but it's unique in that like people are going there to buy flowers so it's it's a great little kind of destination um and but it is in the middle of nowhere so it did take it's kind of between it's just on a, on a really country road between ashburn and Rathout. so it took a long time to plug and get people to know that we're there because we kind of opened you know in winter people don't really go into the garden center as much so it just was a lot of time kind of word of mouth and um, but definitely if I was to look now, you know, my number one thing would probably be, uh, is there parking at the cafe? And, um, you know, if, if you're going to kind of go out to the suburbs yeah. and obviously rent, but I think there could be a lot of haggling going on at the moment now at rents because I think landlords would be delighted to have people taking places. Mm-hmm. Outdoor um, space, I imagine, is, is going to be very important. This is it. Like at the moment, uh, 
it's kind of half closed the cafe is so that's heartbreaking for me but we'll get back open hopefully soon hopefully but yeah outdoor space definitely and was it was there a big difference like leaping in jumping into like a, a cafe a fully formed cafe as opposed to just doing the kind of one product or is it all the same principles involved i say that wildflower okay, one cafe was single-handedly harder to set up and make work than like eight of my dance shops plus bakery really it's just i feel like everything you mentioned that's what you're gonna you're gonna that's the plan to expand that you want more of that uh more than that <laughs> you see i think once it's set up and mastered but like it's taken since 2012 that's a long time because i didn't know anything about how to run a cafe and cafe restaurant kind of place and um, so i just everything from hitting it out like it was, i did everything wrong the first time absolutely everything that's why i ripped it out and started again because you learn from working there like obviously you need systems and you know, everything has to have its right place and workflow and everything. I, I didn't really have anyone to teach me all that stuff. So I just had to learn the hard way. Like I'm sure like most business people yeah. when they think I can do it and then you just have to make all the mistakes. So now you have a playbook for the next time. You'll know so exactly. much better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. sense then. And it's that kind of, it's almost fits into that, that vision that you have of, you know, things slow down a little bit in, uh, in wintertime maybe and, you know, we take take yeah. six months to be in uh, wherever, you know. Um, exactly. I've had a, a similar uh, kind of dream as well. I think I'd be up until like December, you know, January, February, I have no interest. Do you know, like there's nothing going on yeah. there. And uh, one of my friends, uh, his sister has a uh, beautician's business uh, in a small town and she actually takes January off completely and goes off every year. Like she closed the whole thing down. <laughs> you know um and it's great to have that flexibility to to do that you know so absolutely it's real lifestyle it's the best design. time to get away in january for sure yeah and, um, it's, it and it's more about i think it's it, the like a lot of people are you know not it's kind of like because everyone's not enjoying it that makes it even worse mark i think we talked about this before where you know if people other people are complaining it makes you think oh yeah actually this is shite like you know like if you, like you don't if you're around the positive people it doesn't seem as bad but um yeah is there a, is there a group of people that like similar to yourself lisa and similar businesses would you get together and have a chat and kind of bounce ideas off each other big time like i i feel really really lucky when i moved into bachelor's walk one of the girls is here at me now um amy she's an incredible business person and i've another friend rachel so Rachel owns Poke, which is a couple of doors up me on Bachelor's Walk. Um, and Amy had owned a Sweet Republic and her family business owned Decker Bake down the road. So it just, it just happened to meet two girls kind of similar age, um, just, yeah, really similar kind of food, sweet kind of businesses. Um, so they've been amazing. Yeah, we're all kind of we just bash ideas and things off each other all the time. So yeah, and then then you just meet other other people in cafes or in town, and uh, yeah, it's great. It's been amazing because we've we've talked a lot. So this is uh, episode uh, probably gonna be like forty five or something like that. Um, you'd be so surprised at how many how many times we mention another person that's on the podcast, and they a lot of people know each other. Any kind of business owners in Dublin, it's not a, a maybe it's not a huge community, so people seem to come across each other quite a lot, you know, um, which is really cool. Um, okay, so. What's the, what's the kind of, uh, where would be the best place to, to go with the cafe? Is it going to be in suburbs again, or is it going to be 
Are you going to try to move into Dublin city centre when the, the blood's on the streets, as it were? <laughs> no, definitely not city centre. Um, yeah, I would I would love to think suburbs, but I think there's probably a lot of people jumping on that right now because, you know, no one's really going to the pub anymore. It's kind of like cafes are now the outlet for people. And I think that's why we've been so particularly busy um, in the cafe at the minute. A lot of people who would have commuted to Dublin are now in Ashburn or Rathout and mm. You know they just want to have a nice lunch or meet their friends and um, so yeah it'll be interesting i'd say it would be very competitive though okay so we'll see i think there's kind of a, a cultural switch as well going on in ireland because i like i at times do prefer going for say brunch or going to uh meet friends for coffee in the afternoon and not have to go into a pub and be there for six hours and then you know yeah whatever uh start to make worse and worse decisions progressively um as the as the evening goes on so it's nice just to go and get some uh you know pancakes and bacon and uh, call it a day um so uh i think a lot of people will be in that in that boat as well um mark what would you what do you what do you think about uh, a donut uh, a rolling donut around kind of the, the dunleary area that'd be a go i think that's, well, that's, kind of that's where you're from lisa this area so uh i was wondering yeah. why not why isn't it here already yeah, it's true. I should. Um, I don't know. Dunleary is a funny one. It's kind of the main street, is, as you know. Like, you know, there's kind of a graveyard of businesses the whole way mm. down the street. But then there's a I lot. I think of down them. on the seafront, that you like um, yeah. where like rockets and it's a bagel and stuff down there. Yeah, that's a great little spot. Mm. It is. Are you fr- seems to, it seems to be a separate little ecosystem down there. <laughs> definitely does that, does anybody, so we're all from kind of the Dunleary area then does anybody yeah. think that it's maybe the worst managed town in like the the main street when i was a, a child i remember i was like eight or something um and the, it was absolutely packed down there uh every saturday loads of businesses but now like i said graveyard is probably the best way to describe it and then sometimes nice businesses open and then they're not there for very long like maybe a restaurant pops up or something like that um we almost did you ever did pieces. you ever seriously consider it lisa no, I didn't actually. I just know it won't work. And, and usually when I go in with that feeling, it doesn't. Um, I feel like there's just certain things that it doesn't, it just doesn't have the kind of football that we need. Um, now we have done a pop-up during lockdown uh, with Eagle House. The guys there contacted us and there's a cool, they kind of painted it like seaside, the Eagle, Eagle House pub, they painted like seaside kind of colours and um guys from Cocoa Brew were there and then we delivered boxes in every day well not every day sorry four days a week and uh mad egg not mad no not mad yolks sorry yeah blunder uh mad yolks were there as well so yeah it was great we were so te- we're still there you know our presence is in the area um and what about the you know and like the parks and stuff um did you ever do that you know it's big out in town as well uh, on the lunch hours like to have like a stall there yeah that's kind of how i started before angel street i did do those lunchtime markets and um, again just too much work for very like short amount of time unless you're selling hot food you're not going to get the return on the hours you put in you know i'd have to sell a lot of donuts versus the falafel guy who can sell 10 and he's already made 100 quid you know yeah it's just mm. going to sell a lot of donuts at the lunchtime markets too. and the paella guys made a lot of money off me you know in the sunday market yeah it's nice yeah. um okay cool so it seems like the it's, it's an interesting spot right now um 
once things get back back rolling i, t- I talked to somebody today um who whose brother is a virologist so i don't know if this is this is uh true or not this is third hand information but he reckons that uh these pandemics usually last about 18 months so we're not looking at june for everything to be absolutely back to normal so okay, well, i could definitely handle that like you know. i mean already eight months of our life is gone and it was unimaginable eight months ago and here we all are now so exactly we can do this um so at this at this stage of our uh, conversations we usually go into the lightning round this is mark's kind of party piece all right so these these okay. these questions You're scared lisa i am been scared <laughs> So these uh, these questions, they don't have to be like rapid answers. Uh, we ask kind of a mix of these questions to everyone that comes on and we've kind of really teased out really interesting uh, kind of takes on things and some, some comparisons and stuff like that. So there's there's no wrong answers. Um, there's no kind of right answers either, to be honest. <laughs> Mark, what do you, okay. what do you think? Here we go. No, no, nice and simple at the start. What apps do you use the most on your phone? Oh, um, Spotify. Instagram and Headspace, not Headspace, Inside Timer, sorry. What's that one? Like a meditation app. It's unbelievable. It's just like got everything on it. You just search something and there's like a little meditation thing first. So Okay, so it kind of guides you through it, is it? Kind of guided meditation. Yeah, when did you start just, that? Um, I started that about three years ago. Uh, just things with business got way too stressful at times. So everybody's like, oh, you should learn how to meditate. But this is just a really good app. It's... Like it does everything on it. It's just amazing. What's it called again? Insight Timer. Insight Timer. I okay. Right, look at that. I like it. Yeah. I know it's hard as an entrepreneur, you know, with your own business, it's it is hard to switch off, and that's. I don't know if people ever really do, but unless they're asleep, but uh, that that'll help. Um, what what's your favorite social media and why? Instagram, because just for me, it's all about pictures. I just love it. Like love it. Um, and out of interest, do you have much, you know, did you have much um, say on the the marketing and the, like uh, the branding and, and, the, and the, do you have someone that does that for you, obviously full time? Yeah, absolutely. Everything is like, you know, I would, I would make all those decisions and I, that's kind of the side of the business that I love the most, just the, like designing the donuts with our bakers and, you know, deciding all our posts with with Erin, our marketing girl, and, um, you know, how the pictures look, how we're, just everything to how we're, the brand is presented, the colors we use, everything, yeah. I think the great thing about donuts is people love taking pictures when they get them. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sure you're tagged in so many pictures when people are so happy to get a box of donuts. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. And that's why even the staff, like they, they like working there because people are generally happy when they're buying a donut. <laughs> I know I know. my two daughters are very happy when we drop in Graft and Street. Um, so what's the best business idea you've never acted upon? Oh, I'd be telling them all now to <laughs> see how much pull them out of the bag in the future. <laughs> um, Anything strange or funny even? Oh, God. When I went to India, actually, I want India. I wanted it. I had it all designed, created in my head, like just obsessed over it for the whole time I was there. I wanted to bring back a kind of an Indian street food kind of vibe. I just, I did street food tours in um, Delhi, and they, they just blew my mind. They're so the food was just so amazing. Like, yeah. so I just had it all themed and branded and everything in my head. And, and would it have been a, a shop or like a stall or um, a little takeaway type bar? But like just doing kind of 
street food bite like bits like small uh kind of plates do you know okay do you not think ireland was ready for it no i just i just got too busy this is the problem i have all these ideas and then just gets kind of stuck in the day-to-day a lot you know um so i will eventually act yeah. on them i'm sure yeah i like it <laughs> if, if you could do business anywhere in the world where would it be oh anywhere but dublin <laughs> no i'm joking <laughs> no i love dublin it's just the weather um i would say oh god it's a tricky one because you see donuts and heat don't work and i love the heat <laughs> I, I, never, say, uh, I never thought about that yeah I yeah can, i can see i'm gonna say somewhere like probably uh spain i love spain okay nice yeah. what's it what's the donut uh market like over there actually quite good i've been over on a couple of research trips there and um, yeah there's some people doing some really cool stuff in uh, barcelona that i love i'd love to get a place in barcelona really would nice. yeah. yeah i'd love to be able to go on a donut research trip <laughs> one awesome. day to barcelona it's like the best thing ever <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an amazing place to live. okay how much money is enough money oh that's a tricky one um how much money is enough money? I suppose just to, there's no kind of value in it. I wouldn't say an actual value. I just think like, I don't think the more you have, the happier you are. It's just things become a bit easier. So I think just once you have all the bare essentials, I think we all know that even just COVID has kind of taught us all that. I think, you know, once you just have a roof over your head and the bare essentials. 100%. That's important thing. A lot of people. That's that's a common, uh, a recurring theme. Yeah, everyone, as an answer. A lot of people say that, and yeah, most people yeah. say it's kind of like, as long as you got your bases covered. Uh, but I think we might even add having the ability to spend time where you want. I think that's kind of so. You, you mentioned six yeah. week, six months away. You know, you have to have some sort, some sort of base to be able to be in a position to do that. And I think that's probably a lot lower than than people think, which is uh, which is always interesting. You know? The the yeah. I suppose the the source or method that money gets to you is important as well. You know, you could be you could be the richest person in the world, but you have you're such a slave to this role, and you have to be stuck in an office. You know, yeah. in rainy Dublin all day every day. <laughs> no donuts. Um, so somebody, I bet you, somebody on a donut research trip in Barcelona is a lot happier. For sure. <laughs> no, I think definitely for me, it's not about the money; it's about my freedom and just feeling like yeah, just jumping out of bed every day to create a new donut flavor or whatever it is or putting a new item on the menu or just I'm just really happy doing what I do so um I actually feel guilty like I bought myself a pair of designer sunglasses in the airport I felt really guilty spending that much but like so you know it just goes to show it's there's no like there's no value on those kind of things for me you know I'd much rather put it into I don't know something just um put it back in business or do something yeah. for staff or something like that. Cause obviously it makes you feel a lot better than just buying stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. You can't feel guilty of it. Sometimes it's just nice to buy shit though. Isn't it Luke? Yeah. What is it? Uh, what's, uh, who said that again? I can't remember. <laughs> it's in a really obscure uh, Ben Affleck movie. Oh, Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah. Really? yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Surviving cool. Christmas. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay. Is it, is it who, you know, or what, you know, 50 50 split <laughs> um, that's fair yeah is that fair to yeah, say that absolutely because i do actually think that 
that's probably the right answer. I don't know. Like, to depend on. I don't know what industry you're in. Probably depend on where yeah. you live. Depend on who it is that you know. If you know Jeff Bezos, you know, that's, that's gonna true. be <laughs> help you. Yeah. So, I've I've never we've never really answered that ourselves, Mark. But I don't, like it depends on what type of industry you're in. I think as well. What do you like? Like, if you're, I think in I think in Dublin, in in I don't want to say I'm where I am because of who I know, but in Dublin, in certain industries, definitely who you know is yeah. is a, there's a network a strong network there that that you can actually do really well from and we're looking that way it's such a small place but such a strong network where you can you can actually make millions in, in, and everybody knows everybody whereas yeah. if you went to america and you know nobody you know it's it's going to be a, a lot harder so again dublin's probably more who you know if i would say 60 40 maybe possibly but i haven't thought that much about it <laughs> um Okay, if you could advise somebody to learn one skill, what would it be? Um, it doesn't depend. Is it industry dependent or just? No. Oh yeah, anything. These are very open questions. We haven't thought this through, uh, Elisa. So I don't know. <laughs> it's not making donuts, <laughs> probably. Although, I, um, oh, I just think for me, it's how to work hard and not be precious and be princess with things. So just. I think that's like for me personally, I think um, even just like friends of family or cousins or anyone's kind of noticed they're kind of gravitating towards me now. And in terms of getting their kids kind of, you know, part time jobs or just anything. And I really think that work kind of guided me definitely. So I think just hard work. Perfect. Good. And there is one more. There's one more question that we we, we ask everybody. All right. And it's pretty it's a pretty tough one. Right. So that. This is something maybe you think about before you answer, but uh, would you, okay, think about this, prefer a t-shirt that looks like the one that Mark is wearing, shark pod t-shirt or a shark pod mug? Oh, I don't have to think about that. I know straight away. Okay. What, what, what are you thinking? Uh, the mug because I'm tea addict. <laughs> Perfect. And we, we've got we've got our, our new mug supplier, uh, Mark, has organized as well. So that will be on its way to you. Um, we'd like um, to thank you so much for coming and joining us on, on your on your holidays of all uh, of all times as well. So we, we appreciate it so much. Um, we can't wait to see what you're going to do uh, next with the Rolling Donut. Um, we thank you for your delicious donuts that we've had in the past. Uh, we're both uh, happy customers and uh, wish you all the best in the future. Thanks very much. Oh, thank you so much, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Lisa. Cheers. See you later, guys. Bye.